Welcome to the Crescent Podcast. I'm Leanne. This podcast is an extension of my personal philosophy and commitment to continual growth in all areas of life. I firmly believe that optimal health comes from addressing all areas of us as human beings, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Through expert interviews, I hope to both inspire and enable you to create sustained change in your own life. Thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy. Happy Tuesday, everyone. I hope that some of you are tuning into this on your drive home from work. Maybe you're just finishing work, even if you're at home and you're about to go take a break or sort of tune out for the day. So whatever time it is, whatever you're doing, so happy that you're tuning in today. I feel like I'm on such an emotional high right now for so many reasons. First, my whole extended family is having their big yearly beach house reunion in San Diego. And so I spent Saturday through Monday at the beach house in San Diego, just connecting with extended family, my siblings, going to the beach, getting good coffee, maybe a cocktail or two, which was just so, so fun and special. And then today specifically, I actually had a remote client who I've only worked with remotely come in for an in-person session. Her and her family happened to be in town this week and she decided to book her session in person today. And that was such a special moment to meet someone face-to-face that you've been working with for months. This is someone I've been working with since late January of this year. And it's, as I said, it's only been remote. And so I just feel so happy. It felt like connecting with an old friend I think it was so wonderful and special for both of us and and it left me feeling so joyful and fulfilled and really lit up to be able to connect with people who are on such the same page as I am. And speaking of people that I really feel like I'm connecting with, today's interview with Lindsay Nicole was, it felt like such a magnetic conversation. Lindsay is sharing with us all about vocal alchemy and how she uses vocal alchemy to support her clients in releasing emotions, in energetic alignment. She is a Reiki master and a hypnotherapist and a vocal alchemist. I need to make sure I say that right because I think I was saying voice alchemy, but vocal alchemy. And so she helps us dive into this topic today. We talk about in the towards the end of the episode that her and her now partner oftentimes will do in-person classes or sessions around different things. And so me and my good, good friend Diana went to her and her partner's session on June 5th in San Diego. And it was a sound bath while she was doing her vocal activations, her beautiful, beautiful singing. And then her business partner was doing soul readings. And so at the end of the session, we all got to hear what our soul reading was from her. And I cannot speak more highly of that experience. Me and my friend Diana, after we went and got lunch out in San Diego and then got coffee, and we were truly talking nonstop the rest of the day about that experience, how it impacted us, what epiphanies or downloads we felt like we were able to take from it. And I said it to both Lindsay and her partner, Kristen, but I want to say it here as well. There was such an authenticity to their event. And I mentioned this, I think, in the interview as well, that I've been to other sound baths. I've been to other healing type classes or events. And some of you may have experienced this. I have just noticed that on occasion, the individuals facilitating the event can sometimes come off as very um, more spiritual than thou. Look at how enlightened I am. And that always rubs me a little bit the wrong way. Now, that's not an excuse to not really enjoy the experience. But what I loved about Lindsay and Kristen was that There wasn't any of that going on. You could feel that they were both just so excited and fulfilled to be there doing something that sets their souls on fire. Not so that they could have us like ooing and aahing at them, but really 
they're doing what they love and are hoping that that creates a really positive ripple effect. And at least in my case and my friend's case, it absolutely did. So if you are local, I highly recommend trying to get to one of their in-person events. Although I do know they also do online courses, um, online events and different things. And of course you need to follow Lindsay on Instagram and SoundCloud if you can to hear her vocal activations. They are so, so, so beautiful. So without further ado, please enjoy this conversation with Lindsay Nicole. Lindsay, welcome to the Accrescent Podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. We have a little bit of a fun backstory, which is that your husband was my goalkeeper coach way back in the day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he connected us. And once I started looking through your page, the first thing I saw was the Reiki and the hypnotherapy. Yeah. And then I saw that you post these voice alchemy videos of you singing, which I was so entranced. And so I can't wait oh. to dive into that. But before we get into all of yeah. that, I'm going to open the door for you to share your introduction, what you feel like you really want people to know about you yeah, and how you got to where you are today. Yeah. Thank you. First off again. Yeah. Thanks husbands. Like that's so <laughs> awesome that things just always tend to, we're all connected. It's, it's amazing how things work out like that. So really excited to be here. Um, I am Lindsay Nicole. And um, I'm really, like you said, I am a Reiki master. So I work with energy. I help um, individuals heal on an energetic level, really removing any blockages, any stuck emotions that are in the body. Because as you know, and I know the work that you do too, really works on an energetic and um, emotional mm -hmm. level. So I help clients with that, but I'm also a hypnotherapist and a vocal alchemist too. So I really utilize my voice tap into the subconscious mind. And I, I'm also, for those of you that know um, human design, I am okay. a manifesting generator. <laughs> Me too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. I love so, that. Yeah. So I'm like always doing all the things. And I know that manifesting generators um, who are listening right now will really understand, you know, we're always <laughs> doing all the things. We have our hands in everything. We want to try everything. And so that's really, you know, has been my, it's really been my journey. Um, so anything that I'm really intrigued on or want to learn more about, which I have a lot of things, you know, that I've got cooking up even right now and different projects and all of that stuff, but it's really led me on a journey to where I'm at today. So, um, utilizing all the modalities that really have supported me in my healing journey, which started back in 2017 when my uncle passed and there was just a lot of, he was the first and only one currently in my family that it was close to me. And I actually watched him take his last breath and it was like a surreal moment. Mm -hmm. Um, but there were so many questions that were flooding my mind after that. Like, where is he? Where did he go? What happens after, you know, our soul leaves our body and we, you know, transform and go through that process of, of life too. Um, and so there was a lot of questions. It really led me to going down the rabbit hole with a lot of these things. And, um, you know, it ended up, I tried my first Reiki session and that's kind of how I opened the door. That was almost like the gateway for my mm -hmm. experience and um, fast forward now. And I'm helping clients um, with the modalities that really, truly helped me. Oh, I love that. It's so, so, so beautiful. You yeah. answered my next question, which was going uh, to be, what was the first energy medicine you were introduced mm, to? Yeah. Yeah. It was Reiki. Uh -huh. And it's so funny because a friend of mine actually introduced me and she was like, have you ever heard of Reiki before? And I'm like, I have no idea what the heck that is. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, you know, she told me about it and I'm like, wow, that's really interesting. But like, I've never heard of like we're energetic, you know, it was just a very kind of interesting topic for me at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, wasn't really on my, I hadn't really had my spiritual awakening yet. Wasn't really into anything metaphysical or energetic or spiritual at that time. <laughs> so, you know, being the person that I am where I'm like, you know what, I've never heard of this before, but I just want to, I so open. I just want to try it. So I went and had a session and it was incredible. 
one had a lot of visuals come through, felt a lot of sensations. Um, it was just really powerful, something I had never experienced before. And then, you know, a few days after I had this moment of just, I like bawled. I was just crying and crying and crying for no like reason, quote unquote, but it just had right. opened up, the, you know, it had opened up this channel. The <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And I was like, wow, I got to try this again. And I, it's funny because once you do get into energy medicine, you realize there's so much science behind it, actually. The yeah. feedback I hear really often is it's woo-woo, it's voodoo, whatever. Like, there's nothing concrete there. And I'm like, actually, there's there's nothing more scientific sure. than energy medicine because yeah. that's what we are. And that's just my background because I come from, I started in the more conventional field, the public mm. health, working as a research assistant. And so I always find myself in the middle of both of I'm interested in what the science has to say, but I'm also really interested in the intuition and the anecdotal experience of the practitioners out there doing it too. So, right. so with that said, when people kind of like tilt their head at energy medicine, I'm like, all right, fine, let's break down the science here. I'll give it yeah, to you. So I love it. With all that said, yeah. Tell us about voice alchemy and where did you come across this first? Yeah, yeah. First off, too, I want to say that I also was in public health, too. Um, that's where I oh kind my of God. started. Yeah. Wow. Okay. A lot of crossover <laughs> here. Yeah, yeah. So I was also in public health and was very, you okay. know, again, just this um, more scientific, needing more factual-based um you know, information, which is powerful too and needed in order to be able to make change as well. But there is also that huge intuitive side, intuition side that, um, you know, just really is like a, a powerful combo. So anyway, mm -hmm. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> totally. No, I was just thinking about this today, how I think we really think we know it all in terms of what the, the information there is to know about the body and the world. And or many of us maybe take that. And I was just thinking today, like, there is so much we don't know about our bodies, about how our bodies mm. interact and perceive with the world around us, with other people. And if we only make decisions based off of scientific studies that have been done, we're really limiting ourselves versus yeah. like, I don't need a study to tell me that being outside like fills my soul with joy. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. so when I can lean into that intuition and go, okay, there's no study proving that this is good for me, but my, like, I feel how good it is for me. And so I don't need someone else to tell me that I can trust my body's own response in a lot of things. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really good point. And that leads into, you know, vocal alchemy, your last question. And so vocal alchemy or voice alchemy, um, both are interchangeable and the same, but it's basically a practice that helps you utilize the voice or you're utilizing your voice to really tap into any stuck emotions, um, energies in the body that is from, you know, past traumas, past experiences, um, you know, anything that you've kind of just repressed, which many of us are repressing a lot of emotions, especially the ones that in our society are, you know, the spectrum of like the shadow emotions mm -hmm. where it's like anger, resentment, um, sadness, even usually when someone is, is crying or, you know, is sad, people are like, no, it's okay. Like, let, let's fix this, you know, like, let's, it's don't be sad. So um, there's a lot of emotions that are within us that sometimes are really challenging to tap into if you've never been truly taught how to do that, which many of us, again, throughout our childhood um, and just how we were raised or who we were raised by, um, oftentimes we don't get those skills from our caregivers and the people that raise us or from the people that are around us. So we don't learn how to actually release those emotions in a healthy way. So we repress them. So then they get stuck in the body, like I said. So by utilizing the voice, your voice is literally a bridge between your inner world and your outer world. And so you are the gatekeeper of that. And you are the one who allows whatever it is from your inner world to be expressed outwardly into your reality, into you know, your expression. So by, by utilizing the voice, it really helps to move through those emotions. Um, and that's, you know, really been my journey too. So the way that I kind of came into this was 
a little bit interesting because I've always used my voice, um, you know, to be able to kind of just calm me down. Um, you know, very from a very, very young age, I found myself just naturally singing around the house. And like my grandma would be like, oh, she's she must be happy because <laughs> she's singing. <laughs> oh, she's singing again. Um, but I would just, you know, sing and, and, and all that stuff. And um, eventually, you know, that kind of got repressed because, um, you know, that that need to feel or to be perfect, you know, kind of, of like, I need to sound better or I need to sound a specific way. So eventually that kind of got repressed, but I always would sing in the car or sing in the shower Mm -hmm. or, you know, just express it. And it always made me kind of, like you said, going outside, there's maybe not like scientific, you know, you don't need a scientific thing to be able to tell you that that's good for you, but it just feels right. And it feels good to release that. And so that's Mm -hmm. what I've always found naturally. I was gravitating towards using my voice, but I would never share it with anybody in the way where I would be performing or anything like that. I was always too shy. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, I kind of came into it that way. Um, and then when I realized that, um, I was in a cacao ceremony with a couple of other women who we were in a circle together and we were just, you know, cacao is very heart opening and heart expanding. And um, so we were in a cacao ceremony and I just started singing. And that was really my way to be able to process and transmute uh, emotions that I wasn't really necessarily able to express verbally. I didn't know how to articulate it. You know, I didn't know how to articulate how Mm -hmm. I was feeling. And a lot of us feel that way. And that's why we don't ever express it Um, because it can be really challenging or maybe it doesn't make sense or maybe it doesn't make sense to you even. You just feel it. Um, and so that was my way of just expressing. And then when I saw, you know, the reactions and the, um, experience that everyone else had through my voice, um, it was a really powerful experience, not only for myself, but for those that were listening too. And that's when I realized, wow, this is a really powerful modality that I don't really see very often. I'm seeing it now more, which is amazing. People are using their voices to move just energy or even just express something without words. Um, And it, Mm -hmm. again, it just kind of, it feels, you feel resonant to it. And it's just such a beautiful Mm -hmm. practice. So many things there. First off, I was thinking I was the exact same way. I would sing, 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 sing nonstop particularly when I was happy as a kid. And it does a little bit get taken away from you as you get older. What was coming to my mind as you were talking is I would always sing when I was happy. Mm, yeah. But when I was sad, there was no expression of that, right? Yeah. And so it can be such a beautiful way to tap into the heavier emotions, I would say. I don't Mm. like to say negative because I don't think emotions are inherently good or bad, but some of them can feel a little bit heavier or a little bit harder to process. And I wasn't using singing in that way, but something that really caught me as I was listening to your SoundCloud, I went through your whole (laughs) SoundCloud, (laughs) which was phenomenal. It was so beautiful, Um, is when you usually i think most of us when we're singing it's lyrics we're singing a song right. it's a beat whatever it is and your music is it's not lyrical it's tonal i mm-hmm. think is the only way i could describe it yeah and i tried it a little bit myself like just for fun like making those tonal noises sure and there was something that i felt click inside of me of whoa wow. this just unlocked something so much deeper so I'm excited to get into that. And I'm excited for the <laughs> for the listeners to be able to hear it too. The other thing that you just said that really I think is so profound and should be highlighted is sometimes it is so hard to verbalize with words mm-hmm. what we're feeling yeah. versus just expressing it maybe through sound with the vocal alchemy. For many people, it's through movement. Um, and it brought to mind a study that just came up of we know that our vocabulary our understanding of our vocabulary limits our Mm -hmm. ability to express and understand our own emotions and they recently did a study of how many emotions people could identify and the average number of emotions that people could identify was three wow it was anger sadness and happiness 
And so when we're limited by that vocabulary, it, it becomes so much harder to express and release those emotions, even for those who do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just another barrier to overcome. And so being able to go more into the somatic release through the voice, I think is such a powerful tool because anyone can do that. Right. Yeah. And it's, you're right. It's so accessible. Um, You know, obviously there may be some experiences of trauma or judgment or pressure that you may have on a subconscious level on yourself based off of past experiences. And that's really something that, you know, hypnotherapy really helps to support too with activating the subconscious mind and moving that through and unblocking those. Same thing with EFT tapping um, and any other type of practice modality that helps you move through different blockages. But that, you know, really helps to move through that so that you can activate your voice because we do it every day. You know, we communicate mm-hmm. through our voice all the time, um, you know, and I, I'm so happy to hear that you felt empowered enough to be able to express and just try it on. You know, I like to tell a lot of my clients, just try it out. You know, what if mm-hmm. you just tried it and, you know, see what happens and you did and you're like, wow, I've never you know, thought to do it this way because we're always shown that, you know, we sing through lyrics and we do it to, um, you know, gain followers or we do it to um, make an album or to make money or whatever, you know, be famous, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. There's a lot of um, stigma around utilizing your voice or you want to make sure you sound good or that people like it. There's just so much pressure um, around it. And I I talk with, you know, many of my clients, but also many of the people um, and my friends around me have experienced this growing up in, they were in choir or they sing in um, their church growing up or any other, you know, space where they were kind of taught more of a structure of how to use their voice and how to activate their voice. It almost hindered them um, from activating their true authentic voice because they Mm -hmm. now are thinking Mm -hmm. like, oh, I got to do it a certain way because that's how I was taught. So sometimes, you know, yeah, there are moments where things like that kind of get in the way where you've learned how to, how to sing, even though we know how to sing, we know how to use our voice, but we've utilized, you know, and been taught a lot of these structures. So it kind of keeps us in a box. Yeah. It becomes very organized or dogmatic Mm -hmm. or structured to a point where the intuition gets turned off. It becomes less of what would feel good to do in this moment and more of what's the right thing to do in this moment. Mm. It's so interesting that you're saying that because I'm reading a book about um, somatic experiencing. Yeah. And the practitioner was saying, you know, she was a dancer her whole life, but it was never therapeutic because it was all about hitting the right move at the right moment on beat. And then when she just started dancing intuitively, that is when it became so healing for her. And I think it's the exact same thing here of, yes, I think just singing on on tone with a song in the car can definitely be soothing and healing too. But there's just another layer of it that you click into when it's like, I don't care how this sounds, I'm gonna tune in with what is gonna feel so good mm-hmm. to do right now. Maybe it's this tone, maybe it's that tone, whatever it is. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, and and maybe you know, l- utilizing your voice at first might be really uncomfortable because it's very unknown to some of us or we don't really create the space for ourselves to um, even you know, sound or listen to the sounds of our voice. Um, so if that's something that you maybe like feel that, um, you know, is a little bit more challenging. Also, there's something too that I utilize my voice and I, this is another kind of, um, twist on it. It's vocal activation. So it's utilizing my voice to help transmute and, um, channel different frequencies based off of the energy that's either, you know, one-on-one when I'm working with my client or in a group setting as well. So I'm channeling different frequencies, different, um, tones and sounds through my own voice. It's unique and, um, again, channeled based off of the experience. So it's different every single time, but that's also very healing, even just to listen to these activations as well. So if you feel, you know, that maybe activating your voice in that way isn't 
um, resonant for you because maybe it's not and that's okay. There's so many modalities Mm -hmm. out there that we don't have to use every single one of them and it doesn't have to look a certain way, right? So if utilizing your voice maybe doesn't resonate, but you'd rather even just tune into the frequencies of someone else's voice to be able to activate those, it's a very powerful practice too. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, listening to those as well as utilizing your own voice can be equally as powerful in just two different ways. Do you find that maybe individuals who are at the start of their healing journey, they're just starting to peel back layers. Mm -hmm. It's really hard. This is something I've seen. It's really hard for them to tap into the intuition. Yeah. I think maybe because of just the layers and layers of protection they've built up, the layers and layers of social programming that have been built up, we've quieted the intuition. Is that something you've you've seen too or noticed? Oh yeah, absolutely. I work with a range of of clients. So anywhere from someone who's like, I've never heard of Reiki before, that's usually where we start. <laughs> I've never heard of Reiki before. Um, you know, like my friend told me about it. Um, you know, and I'm just here to kind of like relax or I want to like, you know, just ease my stress. Um, but all the way to, you know, on the other side of the spectrum where people are, have experienced and know and have tapped into their intuition and are just needing support now and removing some of those layers or not even removing, but moving through to be able to let go of some of the layers that are now showing up and appearing in their, in their life right now too. So yeah, I mean, definitely even now, um, you know, even I find sometimes I kind of go back and I'm like, do I trust this? Do I not? You know, what am I feeling? And I always tune back into that. And so, yeah, working with clients in that way always has, um, you know, been a really great, profound um, experience for them because, yeah, it's, it is a part of this thing of coming back home to yourself and understanding like, where is, where is this feeling coming from? We're always so programmed. Many of us are programmed to look outside of ourselves to have somebody else tell us the answers, to have a healer tell us that they're going to heal us, you know, um, and all mm-hmm. of the things. And that's something that I really, in all of my messaging, either it's on my you know, social media platforms when I'm working with clients or just even a friend conversation, I'm always, you know, reflecting and really emphasizing that you are your own healer and you have all of the answers within you. You may just need to activate them. And that's okay. Maybe you need some support and some guidance. And that's what I'm here for. That's what we're here for. But you are the healer of your own journey. So, yeah. Totally. In the beginning, especially for those who are just maybe getting started on a deeper healing journey, use the resources we're not over here trying to force you to struggle through right yeah <laughs> if you know if if tapping into your intuition like for example if someone can't just go and start singing in a way that feels good that's okay right. to your point listen use something that's a little bit more guided and what i see personally with my clients is as we start to peel back the layers of subconscious programming and also reestablishing that safety within the self through the nervous system balancing, but also just through the inner child healing, whatever the words are that you want to use, that is what helps them start to be able to tune in and listen to that intuition right? more and more, and then be able to take whatever the practice is wherever they want to go, take that more autonomy over it and make their own decisions and tune in, et cetera. Yeah, absolutely. And also too, um, you know, with vocal alchemy and, and activating your voice in that way, um, we don't start there. Like that's not where we just are like out of the gate <laughs> okay, singing okay. together. You know, we don't start there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tell us where you start. Yeah. Cause I do think yeah. that that's a good point. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about it and I'm like, wow, that would really be frightening. You know, if we were just like, yeah, I'm going to show up and I'm going to sing to this random person, you know? Um, but yeah, we don't start there. Um, like, like to your point, um, you know, saying there's a lot of programming there, a lot of layers Um, first off, you know, we really start, I usually start with like an energy reading. So a lot of it is, again, we start with Reiki. 
um, moving through a lot of energy. We do an energy reading. And then from there, I help support and kind of craft a specific container to be able to hold you into whatever it is you're wanting to move through. So whether that that is activating your voice or whether that is speaking your truth or overcoming self-sabotage or many of my clients are experiencing, um, you know, not having a hard time setting boundaries and keeping them and um, all of that, you know, that's also utilizing your voice and expressing. So it doesn't have to look like you know, you're singing beautiful tones or anything like that, you literally can be letting out a grunt or you can be humming or just, you know, activating those tones and frequencies within your voice. But kind of going back to, you know, the experience um, that you can have is we'll start there. And that to me as a practitioner really helps to, again, craft a specific container for my client to be able to know, okay, this is where we're going to start. Let's see where maybe let's let's do some, like you said, inner child work, some shadow work, some hypnotherapy, some um, subconscious reprogramming as well to be able to really find the root um, of that trauma, of that experience, um, whatever layers are really protecting you and keeping you safe from exposing or uh, expressing yourself um, through mm-hmm. your voice. So we start there. And then we Mm -hmm. get into moving through. And by that time, you know, even just using, you know, the space to be able to express and talk through some of your story, some of your experiences is such a powerful experience to be held in a container like that with, you know, me or with any other um, person or practitioner where they can just hold space for you. That whole entire time is for you to be able to express Mm -hmm to be able to move through your own story, have your own revelations based off of you. Most of the time when people express or are, you know, speaking their truth or talking about something that happened to them in the past, they then realize like, maybe it didn't actually happen that way. Or maybe, maybe I took that, you know, this way, or maybe it was this way, you know, maybe this doesn't make sense. And it's just like a belief that I have about like a limiting belief that I have about myself. And I choose now not to believe that anymore. But it's until we express that out outward. So that also is a really important piece of, um, you know, how I work with my clients as well. And through that, again, they get to be reflected um, with, you know, all of the past experiences that they've had to be able to liberate themselves and then use their voice if that's something that, you know, suits them and and really resonates. What I keep thinking about is so one of the things we do with evox which is Mm -hmm. the technology i use is there's really two components to it and the first component is literally called voice mapping so we're recording the tones in their voice as they're talking about a topic and we're able to literally get a graph of what emotions are imbalanced wow and then the biofeedback part is we're outputting the frequencies that bring those emotions back into balance so But the point I wanted to make there is our voice holds so many tones that connect to emotions. And so Mm -hmm. I love that you said even just talking about a topic can be a form of emotional release. Yeah. I do think at some point that's still very much at the conscious level. And I know you and I both were so much with working with the subconscious as well. And so I do think that's so important to tap into the things that are working more at a subconscious level. But I say that because something I've been, I've started to notice a trend with some clients is that for Evox can be very emotional. It's not always, sometimes it's not so intense and heavy, but for many, it can be a very emotional journey that we're working through really deep stuff. But I noticed that many clients, there's the talking portion and then there's the biofeedback portion. When they're talking is when the tears flow. And then when they're in the biofeedback and they're thinking, there aren't tears flowing. And then I have clients who it's the reverse, where when they're like in their mind's eye visualizing, the tears flow. And then when they're speaking, it's not flowing. And so I just thought it was a really interesting pattern that I do think for some people, utilizing the voice is that release mechanism for them. I just Mm -hmm. have seen that so, so clearly, whereas maybe others are a little bit more visual. Like when they see it in their mind's eye, that's like lets the release open or opens the floodgates for it to flow through. But I think that's so important because I just was telling a client last week, 
you know, if you're having a hard time processing something, you seem to be a vocal processor. Mm. So maybe next time you're feeling stuck on something, talk it out loud with yourself, give someone a call and now try vocal alchemy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's such a great point too, because you know, something that I've learned, um, throughout my journey, which was a tough learning experience too, is knowing that I don't tap in the same as like you tap into your intuition. It's all different mm-hmm. and there's different ways of you. You may be more of, again, this person who is more auditory and like, likes to listen to things or you hear, um, specific frequencies and, and tones. And that's what helps you, you know, move into that flow state which I, I really resonate with. But then you can also, you know, in your third eye or in your mind's eye, be connecting with more visuals. And that really helps you um, tap in and understand and process, you know, the downloads that you're rece- receiving. But then you also might feel it on a somatic level. So feeling it in your body, feeling the energies around you, tapping into it in that way. And then also just like an inner knowing too. So there's... Yes you know, the four clairs. So that inner knowing where it just kind of comes to you and you're like, I don't know where this came from, but you know, it's Mm -hmm. here and, and you're speaking it outward. So we all tap into our intuition in different ways. And so, yeah, if, if a client of mine isn't necessarily resonating yet with expression or utilizing their voice and processing it in that way, we try something different and maybe it's a little bit more visual where it's a guided visualization or a guided meditation or a guided hypnotherapy where they're listening to my voice the entire time. Or, you know, maybe it's a little bit something more of, um, I'm guiding them to feel into what they're feeling in their body now. And when was the previous time where they felt that, or the first time that they ever felt that because our bodies are very intuitive. They hold on to a lot Mm -hmm. of energies, emotions, experiences and our energy and our bodies do not lie either. Uh, we cannot, <laughs> we cannot hide the things that we're feeling in our bodies, but we also kind of numb out and, you know, again, repress. But when I am doing energy readings for my clients, when I first see them, first off, just to kind of see a baseline of where you're at, what's blocked, where um, maybe is there a misalignment or where can we maybe start to focus a little bit more on, um, you know, that's really where we start. And it can be really powerful to be able to see where, like you were mentioning on a conscious level, they might know like, yeah, I'm having a hard time, you know, setting boundaries, speaking my truth, but maybe their throat chakras aren't blocked. Maybe it's their solar plexus and their confidence to be able to speak that truth, Mm -hmm. to be able to Mm -hmm. feel confident in what they are, um, what their truth is to be able to communicate that. So it's very interesting. It's very, I love just working with the energy, um, but also on a somatic and subconscious level as well. Well, I think that's such a manifesting generator thing to (laughs) just bring in all these different views and be able to not just have one lens that we're looking at through things. I resonate with that so much. I'm always wanting to be able to yeah bring as many lenses to the table as possible what i was thinking about is so i would i just did some quick little research on voice alchemy there's Mm -hmm. not much out there right yeah (laughs) which which on the one hand is wonderful because i think you can be such a powerful voice in that educating field but thank you one of the things i came across was someone who was using it in a way like this tone is connected with this chakra Mm. and so we're gonna to do a chakra cleansing with the voice we're gonna sing at these tones in this order which is a more structured way it seems like from what i gather with you it's much more intuitive and channeled and what am i sensing this person needs right now sure but is that like have you heard of that is that a thing (laughs) yeah i have heard of that and i mean you and i both when i started to kind of come into my voice in this way i was like what is this i don't know how to explain this i don't know how to express this how do i how do i explain this to people because you know first off for me when i was and this was only something that i kind of started to uh, come into last year. I mean, I had been singing my entire life, but really like the healing started through my voice last year. And so this is also, mm-hmm. you know, it was very new to me and I'm, you know, was looking again, this pattern and this, you know, uh, experience that I've always had 
um, when I've come into a modality or when I've been learning something is I, I noticed that I would seek outside of myself to see what other people are doing first, mm-hmm. you know, or to like research it and be like, okay, how does somebody else explain it? Does that resonate with me? And I think that's really great if you, if you do that to kind of get inspiration. But for me, I was looking so hard to try to understand what this gift that I had naturally was. And I wasn't even tuning into like, how does this make me, what is it to me? You know, what is this to me? So yeah, mm-hmm. I did see a lot of, um, or I have seen a lot of other practitioners who are starting to utilize their voice and do some vocal alchemy or call it whatever it is that they want to call it too, because that's really, right. um, you know, it's such a unique practice that, um, you really have an opportunity to call it whatever it is that you want that resonates. But um, yeah, I have seen where people will use different um, sounds and tones specifically for the chakras. And like you said, it is very structured and sometimes that resonates. Sometimes people need more of a structure to understand it logically so that it makes sense for them. Mm -hmm. And so on my other hand, that didn't fully resonate with me. you know, but now I'm kind of, again, it's more intuitive. It's whatever it is that I am feeling, whether it is a heavier emotion or it is a lighter emotion too. You know, I'm singing all the time. Um, not, you know, just when I'm walking on the street or whatever, but, you know, just I'm, I'm utilizing my voice to move through any emotion and express how I feel. Um, Mm -hmm. and so it is very intuitive. It's very much so tapping into how I feel in this moment right now what it is that I'm wanting to express, um, whatever feels good. I feel it definitely, especially when I'm channeling for a group or individually, um, you know, some vocal activations and utilizing my sound bowls and other sound equipment and sound um, mechanisms. I'm really tuning into how it feels in my body because if Mm. the sounds, if they go kind of through my eardrum and it feels off it sounds off it just doesn't feel right I know that I need to kind of tweak it a little bit because that's what the energy of the room is presenting to me and I'm almost reflecting that in a way Um, and so it takes some time sometimes to kind of find that um, quote-unquote perfect reflection to be able to help support those that are um, experiencing the vocal activations but um, yeah, it is very much so more intuitive. And that's how I've always really personally in all aspects of my life have really wanted it to be. It was more intuitive. <laughs> like when I went through college, I graduated, got my adult job in public health and was doing all the things. And the structure just gave me like ick feelings. There's just something about it. It's it's something that I've accepted about myself and I just know that I'm a free bird and I really just want to be able to move and express and do, especially as a manifesting generator. It's like I change my mind all the time. I do different things all the mm-hmm. time and that's okay and I accept that <laughs> now. But before, you know, there was just so much it doesn't fit into the structure of a lot of our societal, you know, norms. So anyway, yeah, totally. it's it's very much so intuitive. Yeah. And I what at least I have found with the intuitive component of it is it makes it tricky to teach. I've had several Evox practitioners because there's a handful of them across yeah. the U.S. asking me to teach my process. And I was like, honestly, there is so much intuition involved in this of where am I taking this session that I don't know how I could teach this yet. Yeah. There's there's some fundamental things that I think are coming up. But yeah, that's a little bit of where I run into with the intuition, which is okay. I think when those pieces fall into place, they will. But I wouldn't have it any yeah. other way because that intuition, I mean, at least for me, it is the guiding facet of my sessions and mm. it always leads me in the right direction. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, and I, I really resonate with that too, because, you know, for a while I was like, how do I, again, how do I explain what this is? How do I share with someone how to activate this for themselves and how do I support, you know, my clients or a client doing this, um, for themselves. And, you know, something too, that really helped me is understanding that, yeah, it is very intuitive and to be able to just hold space for someone to explore that a safe, loving, warm, open container for them. Again, we're just the guides. We're not there to activate your voice for you. You know, you, 
the client is actually, you know, learning how to do that and tapping into their own intuition because intuition is, is different for everyone. It shows up differently. You feel something different than I feel and that's okay. But even just holding the space I've found just to, again, slightly guide, but allow someone just the space and time to be able to experience it on their own. Um, is such a great, beautiful practice so that when they leave that container, when they leave your session or, you know, the event that I host, when they leave and they go out into the, to their life, they're able to carry that experience with them and know that it's safe to, to continue replicating that. Mm -hmm. I think that's so important because so many of us, unfortunately, don't have safe spaces Yeah, where we can try things like that or maybe we do but we just don't see it um but I just hear that all the time from clients of like I've never had a space to share this thing yeah thank you for creating a space to share it but I love that you're saying there's also a component of creating a space for them to play with their intuition yeah to see what's resonating to see what fits i think that is so important and not talked about enough i love that absolutely yeah i mean and even as you know a practitioner in any way or a safe space holder in any way whatever it is that you're doing it's also important that you're you know fully open and vulnerable too like we're leading the way you know we lead the way but we walk with you we're walking that path and you're leading in that after that you know we just kind of show you this is kind of mm-hmm. how it can look like um and then you take the reins from there so that's what i always share with my clients too is that i'm not here to you know take your hand and really like be the leader of your own journey i'm walking with you and wherever it is mm-hmm. that you want to go i'm there with you so um, i think that's mm-hmm. a really important piece too because um, that's something that you know when i was coming into you know the healing space and um, becoming a um, a practitioner of many things and becoming a healer and and all of that um, when i was learning and from you know my mentor and um, healers that i would see I definitely kind of created this dynamic of, you know, this person's here to save me. This person's going to know more answers than I do. Um, You know, I need them, like all of this kind of more desperate energy. And sometimes I know that there are... um, there are spaces out there where it will make you like create that feeling for you where it feels like you aren't able to activate that on your own. And that's really something that, mm-hmm. you know, a, a lot of my clients will end up feeling too if they've had past experiences with, with um, you know, maybe other spaces or other practitioners or anything like that that have kind of created a space where there's that need to um, – for somebody else to tell you what to do or for somebody else to tell you the answers and um you know that's never that's never sustainable it's not going to it's not going to be sustainable right. at all for either party yeah exactly <laughs> exactly so um because of my own experiences in that space um you know and moving through it was definitely a great learning experience hard in the moment, but great learning experience. It really has helped me to um, really ground into this message and like my mission, which is to, again, just hold space for my clients, for the people that are around me to be able to activate these things in their, within themselves because they're there. You know, no one mm-hmm. else outside of you is going to tell you your truth because they can't. So um, totally. it's really important. Yeah. For someone who's hearing this and f- the the voice alchemy is really resonating with them. Yeah. Where would you say would be a next step for them? Sure. Yeah. To go so, listen to something. Yeah. I actually created one this morning. I was just oh. feeling in the mood. Yeah. I was feeling in the mood and I was like, you know what? I'm going to be talking about vocal alchemy a little bit later. Let's do some. And it also helped me kind of process some of the nerves, you know, like the usual nerves that, <laughs> you know, you have just with expressing yourself. So, um, so yeah, that's something that I, I would highly suggest, you know, starting similar to, you know, where you started too, you know, you kind of heard, um, just this new, um, 
way of expressing yourself through some of my videos and you went to my SoundCloud, listened to some of the transmissions and then tried it on your own. And so that's something that, you know, you set a beautiful example of how someone can start, Mm -hmm. you know, even by just utilizing what is there, um, you know, for you to be listened to, if it resonates with you, try it on, see if it works, you know, see if it helps you, see if it supports you, see how it feels. How does it feel to like use your voice and maybe in a different way? Um, you know, again, just try it on and see, um, see how that resonates. Um, and then from there, you know, if you're wanting to discover how you can kind of activate that on a deeper level, or you would love to have some space be held for you or to have some guidance in utilizing, again, your voice or tapping into that energy um, and emotions that might be stagnant and stored in there that maybe it's a little bit tough for you on your own to kind of move through, you can always reach out to me. I, um, you know, on my social media, I have a space where um, you can join a wait list and um, just see if that's something that, you know, will will fit well for you and resonate to help, you know, have that container to support you. So, Mm -hmm. But, you know, like I said, I think you're a beautiful example, Leanne, of <laughs> someone who has never heard of this before because most most people haven't. But when you hear it, it resonates on a deep soul level that maybe you can't fully understand, but you can feel it. So then you go and listen to more of it and then you try it on for yourself and see how it feels. You might be surprised how activating it is. I couldn't have said it better. And just so that the audience knows, go check out Lindsay's Instagram. (laughs) At least that's where I found you is Instagram because you have several beautiful, beautiful voice activations is what you you refer to them as. Um, And I wanted to ask if you could share a little bit about the in-person circles, classes. I'm not sure exactly what you call them, but I'm so excited because I got two tickets to yours on this Sunday. Oh, yay. And I'm like, I am so ecstatic. I don't know who's coming with me yet. We'll see. (laughs) Whoever's meant to come is going to come. Oh, I love that. I'd love if you could share a little bit about those. Yeah. Oh my gosh. If you could see my smile on my face. I'm so (laughs) excited. First of all, to meet you in real life, but for you to just experience it. Yeah. So thank you for just, again, creating this space for me to even express a little bit more about the circles that we host. So I also, um, you know, have a community that I've started with a friend of mine, a really, really dear friend of mine, Kristen, you can find her at um, the Starseed Journey. But we've started a um, collective called the um, Soul Sync Collective. So we host events in person, sometimes virtual, especially because we have a lot of people who are not in San Diego area. But if you're close or you are in San Diego area, it's such a wonderful experience to feel the resonance of not only the frequencies of the voice, but frequencies of the sound bowls. Um, So usually we do like a sound bath um, and a shamanic journey. So this past or this weekend, the one that you're going to be um, showing up to, um, I will be singing the entire time. So I'll be guiding you on a sound <laughs> journey. <laughs> I'll oh, be I'm guiding so you on a sound journey. And like I mentioned too, I'm channeling different frequencies and different vibrations and tones based off of the energy that is in the room. So, um, you know, if there is a larger group, usually it's a longer experience, a longer journey. But with these frequencies, so if you've ever experienced a sound bath before, you know, or you may know that it really is calming, healing. It taps into not only your parasympathetic nervous system, but it helps you move into certain brainwave states. So your alpha and sometimes even theta brainwave states, which are deeper, like meditative, Mm -hmm. the healing um, space is like what I like to call it too. So by utilizing those bowls and activating my voice in certain ways, um, it helps not only if you're needing um, to move through emotions or move through energies, that's what you'll get. If you're needing to journey on, you know, a soul remembrance is what I like to call it. Or if there's things in your subconscious mind or limiting beliefs or patterns, anything like that, that you're wanting to work through, that will come up for you. So it's really unique. And that's what I love about it too, is that each time is something different. 
You know, it sounds different. I never know what's going to actually come out of my voice. Right. <laughs> what's come out of my mouth. It's just, you know, it's, I, I'm in such a trance too. And it's such a beautiful um, space. It's like a flow state. If you've ever seen the movie Soul by Disney, um, mm. it's like when he's playing the piano and it's just like, there's just, you know, beautiful colors and he's in that like soul frequency state, this flow state. That's really what I feel like. Um, mm. And again, I'm like reading the energies of the room feeling into that and I'm on that journey with you so um it really is yeah a a voice activation journey so this weekend and other um, events that we have will be that experience and then Kristen will be um, also supporting you and journeying with your soul on a shamanic level on a deeper level and just bringing through any messages cosmically um, from your from your guides um, from your angels from your higher self anything that really will help support and bring clarity to your life right now so it's going to be really beautiful I, I love doing in-person events um, they're just it's it's such a way to connect and also too with human design I'm a four six and so I really profile line so I'm really mm. um I love community and collaboration and really bringing people together. And that's really where it's at. And so to be able to create a community in a safe space like this um, has really been something that's been so healing for me too. I just, everything you're saying, I echo back because the community and the collaboration, exactly what you're saying is what I love. I feel like I'm a few steps back in the sense that I feel like I'm really in the thick of trying to sift through who is my community. Also, what is the community I want to create? And that's one of the things I get so excited about in attending this weekend is I really feel like intention comes through. And when I go through your social media, your soul sync co, which I follow now too, the genuine the authenticity the pureness there i am absorbing all of that Mm, whereas i've been to other similar things the sound healing Mm -hmm. cacao ceremonies not that i think there's malintention there it's just not quite the same right and so when i feel that sense of authenticity and that pureness to it. I'm so, 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 so drawn to it. So yeah. with all that said, I'm so excited for Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to be so wonderful. And I also just haven't been to San Diego in ages. So yeah, I'm hoping it'll be really sunny and beautiful (laughs) for you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And one last thing though, that I'd love to share about that, because that's also something that Um, I've experienced too, where maybe the intentions of, um, you know, whoever is facilitating or whatever, you know, social media platform you're on, um, maybe the intentions aren't maybe, you know, fully pure, or maybe they're also holding themselves back and, and trying to create a facade or, or have someone, um, you know, have their community and craft their community in a certain specific way. And that's really not even resonant to them. So even just noticing like mm-hmm. how you resonate with someone, you may not even resonate with, uh, with me, you know, you might not resonate with me. You might not resonate with, um, you know, Leanne, whoever, but honor that, you know, maybe there's something in there that, um, you know, it's, it's fine. It's okay. You don't have to resonate with everybody and you don't have to be everybody's cup of tea either, but also to even totally. recognizing where maybe you can see how are you? I mean, this might even be helpful for you when you're crafting your community and just really um, figuring out like who who it is that you want to draw in. Um, who is it that you are is like one of the biggest questions too that I, I tend to always go back to is like, what is truth for me? Um, not what is truth for other people or the types of people that I'm mm-hmm. trying to attract because that is not again sustainable. So um, just be really even authentic to yourself. And as you kind of expressed, you people can feel that. People can mm-hmm. can recognize that. Even whether I'm saying the same things as someone else on their platform, it's coming through differently. And we each have our own unique way of expression and magic. Hundred, hundred so. percent. And to your point, one of the things I tell people all the time is. Just because something doesn't resonate with you doesn't mean it's not the perfect tool for someone else. Right. 
I think sometimes we make it very black and white. Well, this didn't do anything for me, so it must be a scam. Yeah. Or oh, it worked yeah. for me. <laughs> it worked for me, <laughs> but my friend said it didn't work and so she thinks it's fake. And I think really what it is there is it just didn't resonate for whatever reason. We're so right. bio individual and there's so 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 many tools. So if one yeah. tool isn't resonating, keep looking for the tool that does or the tools that do and the people that do yeah totally mic yeah. drop <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I feel like we could keep going all day long this is oh, yeah. so 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 wonderful yeah I'm gonna make sure that every your information is all linked in the show notes thank you any any final thoughts anything mm. else that I may have missed that you feel is oh, important yeah. that we cover Honestly, I feel like this was such a great conversation and um, I love just how conversational it was. You know, it's truly just authentic and it's very, yeah. you know, just so warm. So yeah, if if any of you out there are, you know, resonating with any of the topics that we shared, just know you're not alone. And there are resources out there. I'm here to support. I know Leanne is there to support in her own way too. And you're never alone. So if you're looking for a community, if you're looking for support or guidance, um, you know where to find me. Yeah, I love it. Well, Lindsay, thank you so much. I absolutely yeah. love this. Yeah, thank you. 